Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us for the first annual TG Emmys Awards Show, the most prestigious <laughs> awards show in college football. I'm joined here by my co-host, Auburn fan, Justin Knight. Good evening, uh, beautiful fellows. And Alabama fan, Aaron Patterson. Uh, hello. We will be the, uh, the three voters tonight that will decide who wins these uh, prestigious awards. But first, how about a little bit of news? All right. Uh, Najee Harris is coming back to Alabama for his senior season. Let's go. Aaron, what did uh, you think about Was that the right decision for him? Um, I, I don't know that I would say right decision, but um, uh, I don't really see a, that big of an issue with it because I think it – it might help his draft stock next year because we don't have Tua anymore. Uh, we'll have Mac, and I think he'll get used a lot more. And there's a lot of other good running backs in the draft this year. So, but there's also uh, a couple good ones coming back. So, yeah, Travis Etienne and then uh, Chuba Hubbard will both be coming yep. back. So, so pretty, I don't, I don't know. I think he'll get more work. Class. I think he'll get more work this year, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if it was the right decision necessarily. No, I'm glad he came back though. Scooby Carter uh, also withdrew his name from the transfer portal. He, that Alabama player, he entered back in November, and now I guess he's staying at Alabama. It seems. So. Uh, it goes. Yeah, either that or he's just decided he's not playing <clears throat> football. I'm gonna guess he's, he's probably corner, staying at Alabama. Right? Yeah, cornerback. Um, I don't really get why you would transfer as a cornerback at Alabama right now. You have the most opportunity with all the players that got hurt last year. And then, I mean, there's just tons of opportunity to actually get some playing time. I don't know why you would want to leave. Yeah, maybe it was some side of the ball. Maybe it was some off-field issues. I I really don't know what it was. But uh, for whatever reason, his name is out of the portal now. Um, Auburn basketball has dealt their first loss uh, in Tuscaloosa against Alabama. Um, and then they lost again today. They went 15-0 and to start off, so still a, a pretty historic uh, opener. Uh, Justin, what's been your reaction to the losses? They've been exposed. <laughs> so you're, you, uh, you kind of switch gears on this team. Uh, during the Alabama game, you said that this team wasn't nearly as good as what people had hoped, and I uh, guess today kind of uh, reaffirmed that for you. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the teams we've played so far to start of the season, I mean, we haven't played anybody. So, I mean, it's not surprising to see we go on the road against two decent teams and we lose. So, we'll see what happens coming up these next couple of weeks because it only gets harder from here. Well, um, I found this pretty interesting. Is that as good as Auburn's been the, this year and last year, They've lost nine of their last eleven games in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they lot. haven't won. They haven't won at Florida since nineteen ninety six. That's crazy. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Auburn's never been good on the road in any sport. So, <laughs> well, um, a lot of news coming from the national champions LSU this week. Um, Dave Aranda, the defensive coordinator, he's been named the head coach of Baylor. And then we said last week that the uh, 
Joe Brady, who had a big hand in the offense this past year. He was named offensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers. Hey, hey. Uh, you add those two guys, along with the nine so far that have declared for the draft, what, what do you guys expect to see out of this LSU team next year? Now, I know last year we gave we said maybe three wins, three losses, but I think that we could be looking at more next year possibly. Uh, I'm gonna say like four losses. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm, it's that's it's what I'm a thinking. it's a huge drop yeah. off, and it's a lot of new coaches coming in, and you're gonna have a different quarterback. I know you're gonna have. Um, I think it's is it Justin Jefferson is only a sophomore, or is it Chase? One of those guys is only Chase, a sophomore, and they'll be and coming Jefferson's back. going to the draft. Yeah, yeah so Chase, Chase will be coming back. So, I mean, I guess that's really your best offensive player coming back. So it's going to be a totally different team. So I say four losses. Well, I the think money. there's four Sorry. games that they could lose, but I think that they'll at least pull one out. So I think yeah. they'll have three losses next year. It'll be a, a bit of a dip, but um, I, I've got pretty good faith in Edward Ron to make some good hires. So uh, Yeah. Um, I think that they'll they'll be all right in a year or two. They'll still have a good year, just not a national championship year, it seems. I just I think it's hard unless you're Alabama. It's hard to keep up the success. If you're either Alabama or Clemson, just year in a year out. So I see kind of a it'll be a down year. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, the money fiasco is still going on at LSU. Seems like something new is coming out every day. Uh, so OBJ, after the game, handed out wads of cash to uh, Justin Jefferson and one other LSU receiver. I can't remember who. Was it Jamar Chase, maybe? I hope not because he's coming back. <laughs> I don't think it was. Uh, it was yeah. It was one that was presumably leaving. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. Uh, was it Randy Moss's son? Yeah, probably. In? It might have been. Um, so, Thaddeus. Is that, yeah. is that his name? Yeah, Thaddeus Moss. So, also, I apologize if you hear um, nails on hardwood floor behind me. It's not my toenails, I promise. It is a puppy. He's, uh, he is attacking my Rick and Morty bed slippers. Your uh, Rick and Morty bed slippers? <laughs> heard me? Oh, uh, so, yeah. since that happened, LSU first came out and said, Oh, don't worry about it. The money is fake. Then Joe Burrow came on a podcast and said, Oh, no, it's real. It was all real money. Uh, I don't know why he said that, <laughs> but he did. And yeah. so the NCAA is looking into it now. They have said that they're working with LSU to, to look at it. And um, as a result, okay, sorry, I've got to do something with this dog. Okay, you got to stop, please. <laughs> Just leave this in. Okay, so uh, the NCAA has came out and said <laughs> that uh, they're looking back at, some, at the rules that allow former alumni to be on the sidelines in a locker room and are likely going to change them where that's no longer allowed. So OBJ has single-handedly ruined that for every college. I think that is good for coaches and bad for players because it's nice to see those guys standing on the sideline. I mean, it's good for recruiting. Yeah, very good for recruiting. Yeah, that's a good point. But, uh, like, from a coaching standpoint, you have so much going on, like – it's I distraction really with those guys, yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know who else but OBJ that pulls something stupid like this? I mean, yeah, he's got nothing a, better yeah. to do. I mean, the dude acts like he's on the team the way he was celebrating. I guess because he's never won anything else. 
is the biggest thing for him in his life. Yes, yeah, so. he has to be in the spotlight. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's been pretty rough. You go from not winning anything to LS- at LSU to the Giants. Even worse. Yeah. And yeah. then the Browns. So, yeah. yeah. I'd probably be Easy drinking joke. pretty heavy, too, if I was him. But uh, maybe he should act like he has drank before. I don't know. It was quite embarrassing. But I, I did have a, a, uh, a question for you guys. Um, do you? So, it seems like the world thinks this is not okay, but that paying uh, players for the likeness is. Do you guys ha- really have a problem with OBJ giving these guys money? Because honestly, I don't have a problem with it, with the action itself. I just have a problem with that he did it in public where he's going to get the school in trouble, possibly. Yeah, it was just stupid. That's, that's all. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it's his money. He can do whatever he wants with it. Yeah, I don't yeah, have so a problem no, with these players getting money either. Just But just go in the locker room and do it quietly. Don't. Yeah, it's not like he... Paid him before the game to do something specific. Dear, yeah. he didn't alter the. Uh, yeah, just go to the locker room, just hand him whatever you want. Yeah, yeah but no I, money, I, nobody how, cares. How dumb do you have to be though? It's just stupid that he would do it like, on no, live like, TV. He's been in like he's played there. He he's dealt with the NCAA. Like, how does he not? Yeah, it's, it's just stupid. That's all. And the argument that I've seen a lot of people say is, well, he was trying to make a statement to the NCAA. And yeah, maybe. But also, no, he wasn't. Because he was literally just wanting people to talk about him. Yeah, why would he want... Now, I think a nice repercussion of this is that it does bring up the conversation a little more about the money. And that's great. But I do not believe for a second that was his intention. No. Also, I mean, by the looks of it, I think he he was completely wasted, too. So, yeah. I mean, this is just a fool trying to make, you know, get some TV time, so. Well, um, he also... But he had to he... have planned it beforehand, though, because he came with a fanny pack full of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he probably just walks around with a lot of cash, too. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like thousands of dollars. Yeah, but think about what he was planning on spending at bars and stuff. I'm sure he had... He, I mean, he may have been planning it, but I'm just saying he probably would have already had that cash on him that night for how much he probably spent at bars and such. Well, I mean, I'm no fashion guru, but what's with the fanny packs? When did that <laughs> Oh, man, that's a big thing now. I have no clue what Justin just said. Yeah, Justin said, broke up on our mic, I'm sure. Our listeners I said that's a, that's a big thing now, this is the fanny pack. Is it? Yeah, you haven't seen it's all these football players and stuff wearing the fanny packs. Do you want a fanny pack? Uh, not exactly, because I don't have wads of cash I can carry. You know, <laughs> put in my fanny pack. So that's the only reason I would have a fanny pack is just to carry my wads of cash in it. Justin, don't act like this podcast doesn't bring you in bookies of money, because <laughs> we know it does. I mean, yeah, I'd have to say the uh, dollar you gave me the other day has sure helped me in my cause for. What was it you said at the end of one episode, thanking a sponsor, because you sure put money in our pockets or something? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, it doesn't. (laughs) It really doesn't. It puts money in Facebook's pockets, so. Anyway, back to OBJ. So he got to the locker room after the game, and uh, some police were in there. Uh, there's some mixed reports about what they were looking for. Some people said that they are they were trying to take cigars away. Others said that they were trying to look for alcohol. Regardless, absolutely silly. The cops shouldn't have been in there in the first place. But then OBJ takes it a step further because he's an idiot, and he <laughs> spanks the cop very hard. 
And I've watched the video. It's pretty hard. And then he, yeah. the cop turns around and he gets in his face, which that's a huge no-no. You can't lay hands on a police officer. Um, they dropped the, <laughs> did you see they dropped the warrant, though? Yeah, so there was a arrest warrant pulled. Well, I don't know that their warrant is pulled, but the officer won't press charges. So yeah. maybe that's a byproduct so of that, it. Yeah, so he's good. He's in the okay. clear now. Okay, so. Yeah. So stupid. So the officer, you know, he's. Could you just imagine man. the NFL stepping in and, like, <laughs> suspending him a game or something <laughs> for spanking? Stupid. I mean, you can't, you can't touch an officer. That's. Especially spank them as hard as he did. I mean, OBJ's a strong guy. His spanks are going to hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> take it from me. I would know. So Okay. <laughs> we can cut that out. No, that's canon in our podcast now. It's it's fact that me and OBJ have a special relationship. Okay. We don't need to go any further with that. Yeah, I think we've had enough. <laughs> well, speaking of having enough, um, this is a segue that makes no sense, but... Killer Inside, the Aaron Hernandez Netflix miniseries released this week. Have you guys watched it, or will you guys watch it? Honestly, that just made so much sense, because everybody's been talking about Aaron Hernandez all week on Twitter, and I had no clue why he just popped up, but that makes (laughs) sense. So, to answer your question, obviously I have not watched it, because I did not know it was a thing. Yeah, I haven't watched watched it either. Uh, How long is it? It's three episodes, I think they're each an hour. Probably Oof. not. I yeah, think I'm going to check it out. I don't know that I'll finish it. Um, I've heard some really good things about it. So. <clears throat> if you can get me to watch one and it's very interesting, then probably. Okay. Yeah, I just I just don't watch much Netflix, so I don't know. We'll see if I have time. Yeah. If I get around to it, I will. I'll let y'all know. Um, and then, of course, we have uh, the conference champions championships this uh, week in the NFL. Who are you guys uh, thinking will will win these two games. So we have the Titans and the Chiefs and the Packers and the 49ers. Uh, I'm going to go 49ers win it pretty easily against the Packers and then the Chiefs win a close one against the Titans. Okay. Ooh, see, I would go exact opposite. I think it would be close for the 49ers and um, quite a large margin for the uh, the Chiefs. Do yeah, not that's underestimate be, this. I Titans think the thing. Cinderella story uh, ends for the Titans. They yeah, are not supposed to be there. <laughs> they're basically a one-trick pony too. I mean, they've got Derrick Henry who rushed mm-hmm. for 200 yards, but outside of that, I mean, hey, not working granted, too much. I, don't I let me remind you. Basis off because I don't watch that much NFL. Eight and eight Giants won the Super Bowl once. So oh yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Wasn't that the out. year they beat the Patriots, Patriots. like 18 and 0? Yeah. Look, and the if the Giants Chiefs were defense, eight and eight. if the Chiefs defense doesn't come to play, and the Titans are burning, you know, five six minutes off the clock every drive, that's, then yeah, that's I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Titans pull it out. But and that's yeah, that's the thing. Nobody's been able to stop Derrick Henry. And the Chiefs defense is okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you never know if they can. If the Titans control the clock, they have a much better chance because the Chiefs. I mean, they score so quickly. Anyways, their their defense gets gassed off often. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it wouldn't surprise me, but I think I'm going to take the Chiefs and the 49ers. I'd like to see the Titans beat the Chiefs. I don't I would really like to see uh, Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I think that would yeah, just be funny. Yeah, that would be cool. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think the 49ers are going to end up 
end up taking it all. State Farm uh, is praying Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, really? Because they will do a, quite a few commercials out of that. I Ugh, and they're going to be so cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and neither of those guys want to be there. They both no. seem so miserable in those commercials. It must but be apparently a good it brings, Apparently it yeah. brings State Farm a lot of customers for some reason. So I don't even know why. It makes no sense. <clears throat> Sorry, I was taking a gulp of water there. <laughs> all right, well, uh, that's all the news I have. Do you guys want to jump right into Twitter news? Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It really doesn't matter what you think. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. All right. And then we'll get into these awards. So, Aaron, please bless us. Yes, please hurry. Bless us. Uh, Mike Tomlin should go in the Hall of Fame today for being able to deal with Antonio Brown for nine years. <laughs> yeah. 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 He lost, he lost his agent this past week. I thought about including and, that in the uh, news. but uh, And his kids, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I don't know about that. You didn't hear about that? No, no. Y'all didn't see that video when he's he's out on on his front lawn and uh, his wife he threatened to beat his wife or something. I don't know the whole story, so don't quote me on any of this. Uh, just something about he got in an altercation with his wife. His wife called the police, and the police came and like took the wife and kids. And uh, he's he's recording himself yelling at the cops out on his front yard like yeah what a dumb you, right. you ain't taking you ain't taking the ish and uh <laughs> everybody's oh making goodness. fun of him because like how are you not how, how are they not taking anything they literally just took your kids <laughs> i'm uh i'm i'm reading what he said to the cops in the video that is yeah some oh, he, nsfw stuff right there yeah it's not not good yeah that's why his that's why his agent dropped him i believe he said yeah. his agent the agent said uh, like in his statement or whatever that he would love to represent him, but he needs medical attention before. No, I agree. He needs medical I'm at, help. I'm at the point where because I used to just think he was a just a, a jerk, but I'm at the point I really think he's got some mental illness. Like he's yeah, I mean, you is. don't do all this stuff if you don't. He's got a, he needs to go to a doctor. He's a psycho. Something. Yeah, he is a psycho. He's insane. Um, yeah, I can't believe y'all didn't hear about that. No, I didn't. I heard about the agent yeah. dropping him. I didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm reading it now. Sportingnews.com is a, a good. They took his kids, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. He's cursing out the mom in it. So yeah. Huh. Well, um. Anyways, you uh, the solid. Well, I don't. Yeah, whatever. Joe Burrow just threw his 60th TD pass of the year. 2014 through 2017 LSU, a combined 59. Wow. <laughs> That's so That's bad. That's crazy. That's impressive. Uh, this one, I believe, we went over the last episode. It was just talking about the SEC West. If you didn't listen to that one, you should go back and listen to that episode, and you'll hear that, because I don't want to go through it again. <laughs> um, Congrats to LSU for finally scoring a touchdown in a national championship game in New Orleans after 12 years. Mm. <laughs> That's a long time. Uh, well, the overrated. This is from Kurt Herbstreit. 
Well, the overrated SEC is at it again. Finished 9-2 and two in postseason, played and won the, nat- the natty. Thank goodness the officials, opposing coaches, and players, and somehow even announcers helped them pull off this feat. <laughs> it's now up to the NFL draft to keep the bias going in April. Hashtag sarcasm. <laughs> Sounds like Herb Street's had enough. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was pretty surprised that he tweeted this too because Herb Street. Uh, I'll give it to him. Over yeah. the past five years, he is. Uh, you know, I used to think that he had a little bit of uh, Big Ten bias left, but he yeah. really has came around the past five years. He's probably my yeah, favorite he's been commentator. Yeah, yeah, he's good to listen to. Oh yeah, he's always good. He he gives good analysis. Yeah. <clears throat> Luke Keekley. Mm, Luke Keekley. There you go. That's how you say his name? Right? Yes, Keekley. Was uh, 10 years old when Tom Brady and the Patriots won their first Super Bowl. He grew up, went to college, destroyed the ACC tackles record, got drafted ninth, and had a Hall of Fame career. And when he retired, the reigning Super Bowl champions were Tom Brady and the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane, and, isn't yeah. it? It's crazy. And uh, that's all I got for you. All right. Oh, very Thank good. you, Aaron. Mm-hmm. How about we start this awards show? I've been waiting on this episode all season. Okay, so question. Yes. Um, so I have a guy for each award. Do I, did I have to pick multiple guys or just one guy? No. So for Okay, so how we're doing this, There, I have 31 awards here that we're going to vote on. <laughs> you and talk then we, about being prepared, people. Let's yeah. ask in the middle of the show. <laughs> Well, this is the one part then, I was confused about. And then we each have... Well, it's good because we need to explain. So we have 31 we're going to vote on, and then each one of us have three awards oh, we're giving okay. out. Okay, so gotcha. you don't have to okay, have good. multiple. You just good, give it good, to whoever good, you good. want to. Good. Yeah. Uh, good. We just made these awards up. So hey, um, that, what is I'm gonna great. Do, that is great news. What I'm going to do is every after every 10... Um, awards that we vote on, one of us gives our three. So first it'll be me, then Aaron, then Justin. Alrighty. So that's what we'll do. Um, I'm going to say the... Uh, what I'll do is I'll say the award, I'll give out the contestants, and then we each just say who we want. We don't have to come to an agreement, we just say, yeah, I give it to this guy, you give it to this guy, we give no, it to this guy. No, we're coming into an agreement. We're not. That would take too long. So we're yeah, each just like giving it. Way too long. Yeah. Boys, Most, buckle in. A lot of these we're going to agree on. Okay, I mean, we're gonna have a long yeah. episode. It's gonna be a fun episode. I can't wait. I've been waiting on this all day. And uh, when we get to fifteen, Justin, after fifteen, we will uh, we'll just do night needs to know them to break it up a little bit. Okay, I don't really have any questions prepared, so it'd probably just be like one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know we're doing night needs to know. <laughs> <laughs> of course we are. You, you can think of some. You got plenty of time to think of some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you oh, see I what can... we deal with, people. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Freaking okay. Auburn fans. I know, right? They suck. Alright. Award number one. We're gonna so the first the first few of these are coaching awards, then it goes uh players, then it goes etc. So uh word number one. Best coaching job twenty nineteen season. Alright, so A we have Ed Orgeron, fifteen and So that we have Ryan Day in his first year. So this year. is like coach of the year. Coach of the year. Um, Ryan Day, he went 13 right, I'm just gonna, season. I'm just going to stop you right there. Sorry? Can we just go ahead? Let's just go ahead and agree that Edo is it? Aaron? Edo? Uh, I just I just would like to hear the 
Oh, okay. Well, options, if you don't mind. I mean, I, I don't even want to hear them because I already know <laughs> who's going to... put a lot of work into this, Justin, unlike I you. I did, but that's okay, Justin. We can, I can just stop. <laughs> All right, Dabo swings I, I will say it's, one. It's, it's, it's he, probably the Edo. That's his, uh, yeah, that's his second second straight undefeated season up until the national championship. Lincoln Riley 12-2 and two with nothing but Jalen Hurts. Matt Rule at Baylor going 11-3. and three, Or P.J. Fleck getting Minnesota to 11-2. and two. Mm, that's that's actually yeah it's between Edo and PJ Fleck. I'm gonna give it to probably going with Edo, but yeah, PJ Fleck Edo. did a phenomenal job. I'm giving it to Edo, but PJ Fleck is so close just to get that Minnesota team. There's I, because I've I thought about this. There's an award that PJ Fleck's gonna get later on because he's so impressed. I'm so impressed with him. Um. All right. So we all agree. Edwards are on on that one. Number yes. two, most likable coach of 2019. A, Ed Orgeron, B, Mike Leach, C, Dabo Sweeney, not getting my vote this year because he's been too whiny, or D, Les Miles coming back. Ooh, so most likable coach. Ed, uh, You're giving it to Les Miles? Actually, yeah, either Les Miles or P.J. Fleck now that he's been mentioned. Okay, yeah, you can throw in other guys if you want to also. Um, yeah, probably Les Miles, though. I'm, I'm glad to see him back in it. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Mike Leach, um, although I really like Ed uh, No, yeah. I'm gonna give it to Mike Leach, but I really like Edo. He's so he's so entertaining. Justin, you get you said Edo. Yes. All right. So Edo, Mike Leach, Les Miles, three different ones on that one. This one's gonna be fun. Most hated coach. Here's our options: Jim Harbaugh, Gus yes. Malzahn, Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin, Kirby Ooh. Smart, or Brian Kelly. Oh my gosh! These are a lot of hated coach. A lot of people um, hate, hate all these guys. I'm saying Harbaugh. Harbaugh. I'm gonna say Harbaugh as well. I'm gonna say Harbaugh only because Brian Kelly was irrelevant this year. Yeah. And yeah. Lane Kiffin is always irrelevant. If Saban, he is if my Saban had won it, I would give it to him. But because he didn't, I'm gonna say Harbaugh. Yeah, I agree. All right, I'll agree on that one. Number four, best firing. Is it Charlie Strong fired from USF after going four and eight in twenty nineteen and twenty one and sixteen all time? What Chad... a roller coaster that guy's been on. Yeah. And he <laughs> went up to the top, got the, the Texas Louisville. job, and then yeah, just went to Texas. <sighs> and crapped the bed. Man. Uh, Chad Morris at Arkansas after going two and ten in twenty nineteen and four and eighteen all time, zero and fourteen in SEC play. Willie Taggart going four and five in twenty nineteen and nine and twelve all time at FSU, or Matt Luke going four and eight in twenty nineteen and fifteen twenty one overall at Ole Miss. Uh, Chad Morris easily. Yeah, mm, yeah I'm gonna say probably. Chad Morris. Not as much well. debate there. You don't win one SEC game in two years. That's that's rough. Yeah, yeah. probably Chad Morris. All right, worst <clears throat> firing. So this is the coach least deserving to get fired. Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State. He went six and seven in twenty nineteen and fourteen and twelve overall. Willie Taggart at FSU. He was only there for two seasons and inherited a mess from Jimbo Fisher. Four and five twenty nineteen and nine and twelve all time. Or Barry Odom at Missouri. Six and six in twenty nineteen and twenty five and twenty five at all time. That's I'm gonna go Joe Moorhead. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Joe Moorhead. Um, best coaching hire. Mike Norvell uh, to FSU. He was 38-15 and 15 at Memphis. 
Willie Taggart going to FAU, 9-12 at FSU. Eli Drinkwitz in Missouri, 12-1 at App State. Lane Kiffin to Ole Miss, 26-13 at FAU. Jimmy Lake to Washington. It's his first head coaching job, but was defensive coordinator at Washington and uh, had a lot of success there. Greg Schiano to Rutgers, 68-67, also at Rutgers before going to the NFL. Or Dave Aranda to Baylor, uh, not a head coach before, but was a defensive coordinator for the national champions, LSU. Uh, I'm going to say Lane Kiffin just because it makes Ole Miss excited about football again. Everybody it calm did. Down. It did get the state excited, and that's what they yeah. needed. I mean, they, that's they why. Needed, yeah, that's why I'm going with him. I'm going to say Mike Norvell to uh, to FSU. He's yeah. he's from the southeast. He can recruit that area, or he's, he's coached in the southeast at least. I don't know if he's from there, but he can recruit that area. So um, I'm going to say that one. Uh, this might age very poorly, but I might throw in Mike Leach in there if he can get the right guys to fit his offense. I'm sorry, I um, meant I meant to put Mike Leach in there um, for Mississippi State as well. Yeah, uh, if he can find the guys to get his offense, I don't necessarily think Mississippi State is the place to uh, do that. But if he can manage to get him in there, I think think he'll find some success. Okay, so I say Mike Norvell. Uh, Justin says Lane Kiffin. Aaron says Mike Leach. All right, wo- worst coaching hire. Only two on this one. So there's only two that I thought was just really poor. Uh, Steve Adesio uh, to Colorado State. He was 44 and 44 at Boston College. Or Sam Pittman to Arkansas, who was just the Georgia offensive line coach. Sam Pittman. That's the best they could find. I, mean, I know <laughs> yeah, Arkansas is yeah. in a bad I'm spot, agree. but. An O line coach, you couldn't even get a coordinator. I mean, maybe they yeah, see really. something in him. But I uh, yeah, I did a little research on Sam Pittman. I'm pretty sure the only head coaching jobs he has was at two different high schools for two years, uh, one year each, um, and then I think it was two different JUCOs for also one year each. So, well, yeah, it was you very know what? Odd Ar- to me that he, that was his first real big head coaching job. So I think probably what- Sam Pittman. What Arkansas is trying to—they're trying to do another Brett Belima. You know, he had the big offensive lineman. They had a good run game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're trying to yeah, well, copy how did that, that success. Probably. Well, they be. had. I mean, what? A little one bit good of season. Yeah, a couple yeah. Of good seasons. Yeah. It's it's Arkansas, so I mean, yeah. it was I mean, good they're success. not winning any championships. They just need to be. Yeah. They need to compete. You know. At the level Tennessee did this past year, a little less than that. That's all they. They need, need to win. They need to be Kentucky. Should have never got rid of yeah. uh, old uh, Bobby or whatever his name was. Yeah, Petrino. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they probably should have gotten rid of him. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, this one I'm Nobody excited cares. for. Nobody cares. Nobody even remembers what that was about. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one, this one has a lot of people in it, so uh, get ready to listen. Hottest seat going into 2020. Tom Herman at Texas went eight and five in 2019, 25 and 15 overall. Kevin Sumlin at Arizona State, another guy that's had a roller coaster of a career, four and eight in 2019, nine and 15 all time. Will Muschamp, South Carolina, four and eight in 2019, 26 and 25 all time. Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State, who has been there for forever, he was seven and six in 2019, 115 and 57 all time. Derek Mason at Vandy, 
three and nine this year, twenty seven and forty seven all time. Oh gosh, how does he still have a job there? <laughs> and I like Derek Mason as a guy, and I don't know him personally, but I like him as a personality. He hasn't been a good coach. At, he hasn't been a good fit coach. at all for Vandy. Yeah. Yeah. Gus Malzahn at Auburn, nine and four, and and uh, sixty two and thirty one all time there. Clay Helton, USC, eight and five. 2019, 40 and 22 all time. Chip Kelly, UCLA, four and eight this past year, seven and 17 all time. Dave Doreen, NC State, four and eight and 47 and 42 all time. Manny Diaz, Miami, six and seven, 2019, six and seven all times his first year. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, nine and four in 2019, 47 and 18 all time. Cannot beat Ohio State. And then Lovey Smith. Illinois, six and seven in twenty nineteen, fifteen and thirty four all time. Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp. Um, I'm gonna say Clay Helton just because they were expecting to fire him already this season. They kept him again for some reason, so his seat has to be on fire. I mean, Before, anything. I mean, okay. who knows what could happen? I mean, he could lose a game he's not supposed to, and they might fire him. So, who knows what ha- what will happen to him? Before, I think he will be fired next year, but I think uh, Muschamp also will be. I think the only reason Muschamp wasn't talked about as much this year is because they managed to pull off the win against Georgia. Yeah, that's, that helped a lot. So before National Signing Day, because USC stuck with Clay Helton, I would have said probably Will Muschamp. But after National Signing Day, as poorly yeah. as they did, I mean, they're in the stone age of recruiting. He's he's the hottest seat to me because of National Recruiting Day more so than his. Record. I mean, you fall behind Troy and your USC, yeah. the famous USC, and you can't get into the top fifty. That's you, pretty. You brutal. can literally have companies pay your players there already legally, yeah. and they can't recruit. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go Clay Helton. Justin, you said Clay Helton, and Aaron, yes. you said Will Muschamp. Is that right? Mm-hmm. All right, congratulations to those guys getting fired next year. Yep. Uh, least accountable coach. This is the coach that makes the most excuses. Whoever made the most excuses in 2019. Our um, contestants are Kirby Smart. He always seems to blame uh, somebody on his team, a player group or a player. Gus Malzahn, um, always kind of... Uh, Pushing off responsibility, saying, well, you know, it's in, we're building this thing the right way. It's in progress. You know, I don't think it was a bad season, yada, yada, yada. We're Jim Harbaugh, who uh, likes to blame the cheaters in the SEC. Uh, I'm going to have to go Gus Malzahn. The amount of garbage I've heard come of his mouth of, oh, I think the offense had a great year. Uh, we, we're, we've got great success, so we're going to do great things. Yeah, easily Gus Malzahn. I think I'm gonna go Kirby on this one. I'm really tired of hearing him, uh, hearing him blame his receivers I'm surprised. or whatever. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't put Dabo on this list. I I figured you would put Dabo, but I'm also uh, going I, with Kirby. I thought about it, but I didn't. I don't think of of uh, Dabo giving excuses. Like he, after the national championship game, he said, "You know, yeah, LSU is a better whiny. team. He beat it. They beat yeah. us. They deserved it." These yeah. other three guys, I don't think would say that. So that's why I put why I, I excluded him. Now, yeah. biggest whiner, if that was a reward, I'd probably give it to him. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm going Kirby as well. Okay, so two Kirby's and a Gus. Um, 
Okay, coach, you most want to drink a beer with. Here we go. We got Mike Leach, Ed Orgeron, Nick Saban, Davo Sweeney, or Mike Gundy. Uh, definitely Coach O, because I know I'd get some good crawfish on the side as well, so got to be Coach O. <clears throat> crawfish aside, I might go with Gundy, actually. Yeah. I bet he could. Uh, I bet he could down some beers. I mean, I'm sure Coach O can down a lot too because of the size. But Gundy, just that mullet man, he can he can do some damage. I imagine. <laughs> Seems like a good time. Yeah, I think all these guys would be entertaining if you could get them chilled out and drinking a beer with. Like I always, I always thought if you could get Nick Saban in his element, not talking about football, talk about Game of Thrones or whatever he's interested in, that'd be fun. Um, but I think I'm going to say Mike Leach. Start a rumor that Nick Saban's a big Game of Thrones fan. No, that's true. No, he talks <laughs> oh, about that he? all the time. Yeah, he's he's really? been on multiple interviews talking about how much he likes Game of Thrones. Yeah, didn't know oh. that. Yeah, I've never even seen a single episode. Yeah, I haven't either. But I, I would watch it to, to chat it up with Nick Saban. Oh yeah, I'd like to know what his thoughts on the season finale was. As, as uh, disappointed as a lot of people were in that. Um, but I think I'm going to go Mike Leach because uh, I would love to just get him on a, a random sci-fi crazy theory. You know, just something ridiculous to get him talking. Um, so we're going Mike Leach, Edo, and Mike Gundy on that one. Is that right? Yes. I would say I would say Edo, but um, when I used to work at a restaurant and he came in one time and ordered a queso dip, I could not understand he wanted the spinach con queso. I could not understand what he wanted. <laughs> I've never been a con queso. Uh, pardon, pardon me, sir? I've been a con queso. Mm-hmm. Um, could you just point to that on the menu? So, I don't know how, like, would you just have to laugh every time you don't know what he said? What if he said something really serious? That, that's yeah, what if he said, what, what if he was like, yeah. So. Yeah, he par- what if he uh, says something? So, that was ten questions, so I'm going to go He's ahead like, and... Hey. Uh, lay out my three uh, right here. So first off, uh, the two most important of the year, in my opinion. Best hair. It's going to Mike Gundy, obviously. That mullet. Are you kidding me? It's amazing. All right. Worst hair. Kirby Smart. Let's fix it. Do something else. It's awful. Do you guys agree with those two <laughs> awards? Uh, yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. I can't stand Kirby's haircut. It's... His head's too pretty, wide for it. He looks like a little kid. But his head is way too wide. It's just it's a bad it's a bad look. And then finally, my last question. Coach most likely to kill a man? Ed Orgeron. Obviously. He would he would yeah, kill anybody. Cut it out. Yeah. And he would win. I'd I'd put him against McGregor in the ring and I think he'd find a way to get it done. So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He has to be allowed to play dirty, obviously. Interesting list. Ed Orzeron's <laughs> the kind of guy that would go for the, the jugular and bite it out. So, Oh my gosh. That's, that's... I didn't know we're getting this brutal. <laughs> so that is my uh, three awards. Anyways, moving on. Number 11. Most improved team. Here's our contestants. LSU going 10 and, uh, from 10-3 and 3 to 15-0. and 0. Tennessee going from five and seven to eight and five, especially after their bad, 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 bad start. Minnesota going from seven and six to eleven and two. Baylor going from seven and six to eleven and three. 
Wisconsin from eight and five to ten and four, or Navy from three and ten to eleven and two. Um, oh gosh, I guess I'm gonna say um, Baylor just because they went one and ten one season, then three and what eleven the next season, then they go to eleven and three. I'd say it's pretty impressive how he turned the program around in just a couple of seasons. Yeah. That's, that's very um, fair. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that LSU is uh, yeah, definitely I mean. up there. They just went, you know, 15-0 and 0 or whatever. and then. But if, we're, if you're just talking about from year to year, then, yeah, LSU is probably who I'd go with. But if you're just talking about most improved throughout the year, I'm going with Tennessee just because that was yeah. crazy how they started like that and then finished on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. It's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Wasn't their bowl game. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can interpret it. would have had a 9 1 season it if it be. wasn't for two overtime losses. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, you want to go Tennessee on that one? Probably. Okay. I'm going to go Navy. Just going from 3 and 10 mm-hmm. last year to 11 and 2. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, that was my uh, second option. Yeah, I'm going to give it to them. Uh, but there's there's arguments for all of these teams. So we went yeah. Navy, Baylor, and Tennessee. All three had very impressive seasons this year. All right, uh, most overrated team. So we have Utah, yes. 11 and 3. They were everybody's pick to make the college. Yep, yeah, just, just go ahead and stop it right. Just go ahead and stop <laughs> it right there. That, that'd be the only one I'd stop you on, I think. Yeah. I don't know, Aaron. There's another one down here that I think you might uh, agree with more. Okay. Not this next one though. Alabama eleven and two, um, not winning a uh, an AP top <clears> ranked, <throat> or a AP ranked team. USC eight and five, but always managing to crack that top twenty five somehow. Yeah, that one's up there. That's the one I, I thought you you might might pick. Uh, Oklahoma yeah. going twelve and two and then getting annihilated in the playoffs did not belong <laughs> there. Or Notre Dame. Uh, going eleven and two and still getting the respect they get. Even They're they... always overrated. It's nothing yeah. new. Yeah. Yeah. So who you got? Uh, Utah. Easily. Yeah, I'm still going with Utah, but USC is a close second. I'm gonna go yeah. Utah as well. They're still ranked, aren't they? USC. I don't think so. Okay, thank God. Could be wrong, but I don't think so. Yeah, they lost their bowl game, so they're not ranked. Yeah. Well, I figured they'd lose by 472 and they'd sneak in at 24 or something. <laughs> All right, number 13, most disappointing team. We have Alabama going 12-2 and two, uh, with Tua coming back and all those receivers. That was very disappointing. Michigan, it was supposed to be their year behind Shea Patterson going 9-4, and four, missing another 10-win it's, season. It's supposed to be their year every year. It's like all yeah. of them. <laughs> uh, Miami, starting off the season with the college football opener, uh, projected to be pretty good this year, ended up going 6-7. and seven. Georgia going twelve and two. Um, I wouldn't say that they're mine because they still finished in the top four, though I disagree with that. But um, you know, this wasn't this was supposed to be their year as well. Wisconsin going ten and four um, after showing a lot of promise uh, up until the last really couple weeks. Notre Dame going eleven and two. UCF losing three games, so their first loss in uh, who knows how long, and then they added two more to it. Or Texas after being back after beating Georgia, uh, putting up a lousy eight and five record. So I was going to repeat: I was Alabama, say, I was, Michigan, Miami, Georgia, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, UCF, and Texas. I was going to say Alabama, but at least there's a um, 
reason that you know why they didn't uh, live up to what they should have been because the injuries and so on and so on. So uh, going down that list, the way Miami looked against Florida at the beginning of the year and then to lose to FIU. And then what a get shut out. And then get shut out in the bowl game. Is that who they, who they lose to? The, they got shut out fourteen to nothing know. in a bowl game. La Tech, I think, is who it was. So, they didn't yeah, score a point. That's probably that's probably the most disappointing. Yeah. Also, just real quick correction: I said Alabama went twelve and two. I'm pretty sure they were eleven and two. Whatever. Yeah, doesn't matter. But just clarifying that before somebody um, yells at me in the comments. Yeah, you never know. I'm gonna say Texas just because I got tired of hearing Texas is back. Mm-hmm. And they get a lousy eight and five, so it's Texas for me. I agree with you. I'm going to say Texas is back, or hmm. that, yeah, that Texas is not back, and that they are the uh, the winner of this award. They- See, I thought everybody kind of knew that Texas was not back, and then when they lost to LSU and Oklahoma, I think it was pretty obvious that they were going to call it in. I didn't think they would lose five games, but. Yeah, I didn't that. think I, – I had no reason to think they were going to call it in after losing to LSU. They barely lost that game. No, not to LSU, yeah. but when they lost to LSU and Oklahoma, I was like, yeah, they're they're done. They have zero hope. They're not yeah. even going to try. So, um, I think Herman was done. Really I think that. they were all done. Yeah, so uh, we're going – me and Justin are saying Texas. Aaron is saying Miami. <clears throat> Miami. Okay. This is best worst rule change of the 2019 season. So here are our contestants. I cannot hear any of uh, so... first let's first let's pick best and then after that we'll pick worst. Okay. What did you say? I did I did not hear any of that, to be honest. So we're gonna pick the best and worst rule change of twenty nineteen. Okay. So first we'll pick best and then we'll pick worst. So here I'll are the contestants. These are all the rules that were changed or the big ones. There was a uh, the two man wedge on kickoffs were banned. Rule the rule of stands was done away with in targeting, meaning it can be completely disregarded if the review proves no targeting. It doesn't You don't get the penalty still. Uh, illegal blindside blocks now cover wherever it happens on the body. Yeah, or the overtime change. The overtime change, starting with fifth overtime, teams have to uh, have just one play, a two-point conversion attempt. So which is the best, and then we'll pick which is the worst. But first, none say of best. them. I'm not going to say any of them are the best. They are I'm going to say the best is the rule stands because now you don't at least get the 15 yards or whatever it was if yeah. the targeting uh, is reviewed. Yeah, okay, dead. that one. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, I don't even know about the overtime one. So in a fifth overtime, all you have is two point conversions. Yeah, it's basically the L- the LSU Texas A&M rule from the that game last. Oh, two that's kind of dumb. I mean, nobody everybody, gets, that was like everybody's gonna remember that as one of the greatest football games yeah. ever played, and they're just taking that away. Like, eh, it was too long. We wanted to go and, to sleep, but yeah. nobody ever gets to the fifth overtime. So exactly. What's the point? Like, so nobody when you do made get it there. Let them go as far as you can. Yeah, I don't think anybody made it to the fifth overtime this year. No, they didn't this year. I can't. I can't recall one game. So I'm gonna go for so, best. I'm gonna say the rule of stands done away with. That was yeah, I guess. that needed to be done. There's still more that needs to be changed about that targeting rule. Yeah, like but, completely um, get rid of it. That was a good step in the right direction. And then for worst, I'm gonna say the overtime change. I hate that so much. <laughs> I, I want to. I just, hate that, but it's not as used as I'm much gonna, as the 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 blindside block. Yeah, like, that is I'm so gonna, stupid. Yeah. I'm gonna say that one too because 
there was a call in the there's a couple of calls in the national championship, championship game, game. Wasn't it? yeah yeah a couple of blindside blocks i was like that's like part one of, the of them could have made the tackle but because you have to block him so yeah. just because you blindside him it, like and he saw him coming anyways it's so it's stupid. bs it's so stupid. yeah that's the worst one for me okay i, I think yeah so uh, I'd say the overtime change, you guys said the blindside blocks. And then for best, we all agreed, done away with the rule of stance. Yeah. All right, number 15, QB of the year. I'm not even going to read all these out. It's Joe Burrow, right? I think we all agree on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down some options in case somebody did have a problem with that, if they wanted to hear the other ones, but uh, I don't think there's How many there. other options are there? I just, I just went by and I picked – almost all of these are from – I've stole these, like, from other things. Um, so on this list I, that I did not make, it's Joe Burrow, Tua, Tua Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Jacob Eason, and Justin Herbert. Uh, Justin Fields had a great season, but I think the only other one, the one that you'd have to put second after Joe Burrow would probably be Jalen just because of what he did with that team that they had because they sucked. Yeah, I mean, he's, at least he Justin was that had team. Some, uh, yeah, at least Justin had some players around him. I think that's the only one there's an argument for is Jalen, but I still wouldn't make that no, argument. Yeah, he's, he's second place. Yeah. All right, well, that's number 15, so how about a little Knight <clears throat> Needs to Know? Knight Needs to Know. Probably with some of the stuff you've done before, uh, I probably wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I put ashes <laughs> in cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was Sunday for the SEC again. That, that might make sense then. I guess just how back. How does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to know how it makes sense. Now this is looking like a bad idea. All right, I got uh, one question. Okay. That's all I got for this week. Uh, but, okay. So, as we presume, Joe Burrow will probably get uh, drafted by the Bengals. Do you think he'll be as successful in the NFL, or is he just a system quarterback? Um... I think that you can't coach accuracy in the way that he has it, and so I don't feel that it's fair to say he's a system quarterback. But we've seen him in different systems that he did not play as well in. So, uh, you know, everybody has a system that fits them better. But um, I think if the Bengals want to be successful, they need to replicate to an extent what um, LSU has done with their offense. Mm Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't think he's a system quarterback. I think he really is a great quarterback just because of his accuracy. But um, I'll be interested to see how the, what the Bengals do with him. I think he's just going to be your average, just uh, reliable quarterback. I don't think he's going to be anything special. Um, probably yep. what, a lot like what Andy Dalton was. He's nothing special, but he was reliable for a lot of years. I think he could be something special if you get that offense and all around and you get athletes around him, but that's really yeah. hard to do, getting that many athletes it at is. the same position in a couple of years before it's pretty obvious that he's not your so, savior. So just a so regular qu- old dependable dude. So listen, another well, question. Justin, I have a night needs to know for you. Oh, well, I was going to ask one more question, so oh, okay, before you cut me off there. Yeah, so shut up. Um, so with the Panthers getting Joe Brady, Aaron, do you think they should hear? put together? Yeah, Aaron, can you hear? Yeah. Sorry, Justin, I couldn't. I couldn't hear you. Oh, okay. 
I was saying uh, with the Panthers getting Joe Brady, do you think they should put everything on the table to try to trade for the number one pick and get Joe Burrow? Ooh. I can't uh, now. Sorry. No, I don't think so. Aaron, will you repeat that? I couldn't hear him. He said, do you think now that the Panthers have Joe Brady, do you think they should put everything on the table and trade for the number one pick to get uh, Get Joe Joe Burrow? Burrow. Now, I've heard some people saying this online. Um, That's a lot of trading they're going to have to do to get up there. Yeah, I don't don't think it's worth it. They would. I don't think they... I don't yeah. think they can make it. I don't, I don't think, think the Bengals would would take it. Well, whatever they offer. I think, I think if they gave away Cam and a bunch of draft picks, I think the Bengals would be fine with Cam Newton. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's just depending on, it's you know whatever they prefer a quarterback at this time. So, yeah. Now I've heard I've heard some people speculating that the Dolphins are going to try to trade up to get that first spot. Oh yeah, um, and they've got a lot of first round picks anyway, so that's yeah, not. Yeah, they've got three right now, I think. Yeah, so that's not off the table. I think they could make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know that that's worth it. They need a lot more than just a quarterback. So, um, I would probably stick with my three picks and take the next best guy. All right. Okay. Do you have Do you have another question? Oh, uh, that's it. Okay. Well, I got one for you. Um, right. as of right now, the way to early predictions. Uh, how deep would you? Are you comfortable saying that Auburn will go in the NCAA tournament? Um, I'll say they will lose second round. Second round. This kind of reminds me of the team uh, a couple of years ago. Well, yeah, I guess you could say kind of reminds me of the team a couple of years ago. Just because uh, they had almost as good a start, they started uh, I think twelve and one before the conference, and then. They had some key losses, but then they ended up tying with uh, Tennessee to win the regular season SEC, and then they lost in the SEC tournament. And then once the uh, NCAA tournament came around, they lost in the second round. They just didn't have as great shooting, and this team does not have good three-point shooting, so I don't know where they're going to get their points from. I mean, you could see it today. They scored 47 points. The past two times when they've played really good, I mean, average teams, because Alabama's average. Yeah, average. Um, and they get manhandled. It's not good. But, I mean, Auburn's never played good on the road, and that's what worries me, especially going into an NCAA tournament. You're not at your home court. You're playing at a neutral site. So I just I could see them losing the second round. Well, thank you, Justin, for another great night needs to know. Uh, really You're quickly, welcome. a little self-plug. I just put up a video on Bruce Pearl. So if you've ever wondered why oh, so yeah. many people hate him or yeah. love him, go check that out. I love them. Where are we going to check it out at? They can check it out on YouTube.com on the internet. Oh, wow. Yeah, just make sure you go to YouTube.com slash... I'm not I'm not doing that. Just go, just go to YouTube. But, well, what's the channel? they got to know what yeah, channel. Yeah, what are they supposed to look up? Oh, my goodness. The channel is the Game Manager's Podcast. You can yeah. go look at it there. There you go. Thank you. All right, number 16. We got here. All right, number 16. Yeah, what we got? Running back of the year. All right. All right. I've got a few contestants. Yeah, DeAndre Swift at Georgia. 1,218 yards, an average of nine a carry with seven touchdowns. We got Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin, 2,003 yards, an average of 6.3 a carry with 21 touchdowns. Travis Etienne at Clemson, 16, or 1,614 yards, 
averaged a 7.8 a carry in 19 touchdowns. J.K. Dobbins at Ohio State, 2,003 yards, an average of 6.7 a carry and 21 touchdowns. Zach Moss at Utah, 1,416 yards, average of 6 a carry and 15 touchdowns. Or Chuba Hubbard, in Oklahoma State, 2,094 yards, an average of 6.4 a carry for 21 touchdowns. So, real quick, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, J.K. Dobbins, Zach Moss, or Chuba Hubbard? Hmm, I'll uh, have to look at the carries. Jonathan Taylor. I will agree with you. I'm going to say Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably Jonathan Taylor, yeah. he. There was a like few games that I, I thought he could have performed better in. He didn't perform like himself, but yeah. I still feel like he's probably the best, best one the draft this year in my opinion I don't think he's going to go first but I think he's the best one Number I'm pretty 17. sure Swift is projected to go first but I don't know why but yeah I don't know why either but number 17 receiver of the year we've got a lot for this one um, we've got Jerry Judy 77 receptions 1,163 yards 15.1 average and 10 touchdowns C.D. Lamb of Oklahoma, 62 receptions, 1,327 yards, 21.4 average, and 14 touchdowns. Henry Ruggs III, 40 receptions, 746 yards, 18.6 average, and 7 touchdowns. Devontae Smith, 68 receptions, 1,256 yards, 18.5 average, and 14 touchdowns. T. Higgins at Clemson, 59 receptions, 1,167 yards, 19.8 average, and 13 touchdowns. Jalen Rager at TCU, 43 receptions, 611 yards, 14.2 average, and 5 touchdowns. Justin Jefferson of LSU, 111 receptions, 1,540 yards, 13.9 average, and 18 touchdowns. Teammate Jamar Chase, also at LSU, 84 receptions, 1,780 yards, 21.2 average, and 20 touchdowns. And finally, Michael Pittman Jr. at USC, who is their workhorse this year, 101 receptions, 1,275 yards, 12.6 average, and 11 touchdowns. So, Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs III, Devontae Smith, T. Higgins, Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Michael Pittman Jr. We gotta, we gotta get a different different uh, source of communication going because we talk over each other way too much because we can't hear each other. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. If I was talking over somebody, they couldn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I knew that. But uh, I was just saying, it's crazy how all of these guys are in the same class. That is nuts. Like, yeah. This is a stacked draft class for oh, wide yeah. receivers. Um, I'm Every single say, one of those guys are so good. Yeah. I'm going to say Jamar Chase, just, I mean, to average 21 yards a catch and have over 80 receptions. And then twenty plus touchdowns is yeah. incredible. That's a lot. So I'm gonna, I'm going Chase. That's the that's the most yards, um, not the most yeah. receptions, um, but it's the most yards and maybe the most touchdowns. I think it is the most touchdowns. Yeah, should. most touchdowns too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Who had the so, most receptions then? Uh, uh Jefferson. USC. Oh, Pittman did. Oh, okay. Oh no, Justin Jefferson thought, had more. 111. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I'm probably going with just or. Uh, um, what, who who'd y'all just name? Who'd y'all just name? I went Justin Jefferson. Point. 
Is he the one with the most yards and touchdowns? It was Chase. Oh, no, Jamar no, Chase. that was Chase. Yeah, I think Chase, Chase. was the one that, uh... Yeah. Probably most more, most impressive. Yeah. I agree. I'm going to say Jamar Chase. The fact that he put up those numbers alongside Justin Jefferson, it's not like he was their yeah, only receiver. I mean, yeah, I was really thinking Devontae Smith because he's kind of the guy that everybody looks at as, like, the third best out of that three at Alabama. And I'm pretty sure he is arguably some of the better stats. It was really hard to keep track of all of those. He has the most yards. He has the most touchdowns. And he's got the – he's just .1 yards less of the average per catch than Henry Ruggs III. Yeah, so – He's got more than Jerry Judy on average. I think he was – I think he was probably our best wide receiver this year just because of how reliable he was. Because everybody kind of knew about – Judy and Ruggs, and I knew Smith was good, but everybody focused a little more on Judy and Ruggs, I think. And but uh, I still, I still got to give it to Chase with him being beside Jefferson. But yeah, Devonte Smith probably second. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. Yeah, I mean, just the average twenty-one yards a catch. Just to say that again, with over eighty plus catches, is incredible. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Okay, so we all agree on that one. Jamar Chase of LSU for the receiver of the year. Yep. Uh, tied end of the year. This one, um, I wasn't too familiar with a lot of these guys. So if you don't know these guys, you can just pick one. That's completely fine. That's going to also go for O-lineman of the year because I'm not uh, a big O-lineman specialist. I don't watch much of those guys. So uh, tied end of the year, though, Harrison Bryant at FAU, 65 receptions, 1,004 yards. 15.4 average and 7 touchdowns. Hunter Bryant at Washington, 52 receptions, 825 yards, 15.9 average and 3 touchdowns. Brevin, uh, I think it's how you say it, Brevin Jordan at Miami, 35 receptions, 495 yards, 14.1 average um, and 2 touchdowns. Or Cole, Cole Komet, I think it's how you say it, maybe Cole Met, the KBB silent, at Notre Dame, 43 receptions, 515 yards, 12, uh, 12 in average and 6 touchdowns. Uh, the FAU guy. Yep, Harrison Bryant. He's got the best stats, yep. so he's who I give it to as well. Yep. Um, there was a but, guy I was expecting to be on there that was not. I'm trying to think of his Are you name. thinking the guy at Arkansas? No. I don't think much about Arkansas players at all, really. Well, like I said, I I stole most of these lists. So. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, for now, I'm going to go with the same guy y'all went with. Okay, great. FAU, uh, Harrison Bryant. Congratulations. Sure. Whatever. I'm sure you're listening to this and uh, feel very yeah. respected. O lineman of the year. We got Andrew Thomas of Georgia, Tristan Wirfs of Iowa, Dredrick Wills Jr. at Alabama, Creed Humphrey at Oklahoma, Tyler Biadaz, Wisconsin, and Fanny Sewell at Oregon. Uh, the Oregon guy. Yeah, I think he's the number one lineman in the draft projected. Yeah. Run through those names really quick. Andrew Thomas, time. Tristan Wirfs, Jedrick Wills Jr., Creed Humphrey, Tyler Diaz, and Panay Sewell. Yeah, probably, probably Oregon's guy. He's the guy I've heard about the most is, is yeah. Sewell. Um, we, hear, we hear a lot about Jedrick Wills Jr. in this area, but to hear about an Oregon lineman in the southeast, you know, he's got to mm-hmm. be pretty impactful, so... Uh, DB of the year. Ooh, uh, we have Grant. I think Delpit. 
Yeah, he's good. At LSU, 65 total tackles, 38 solo, two, tack, two sacks, sorry, one forced fumble, and two interceptions. Jeff Okuda at Ohio State, 35 total tackles, 29 solo, two forced fumbles, three interceptions. Christian Fulton at LSU, 38 total tackles, 28 solo, and one interception. Xavier McKinney, 95 total tackles, 59 solo, three sacks, four forced, fun, four forced fumbles, and three interceptions. Trayvon Diggs, 37 total tackles, 20 solo, and three interceptions. Ashton Davis at California, 55 touchdowns, 32, I'm um, sorry, 55 total tackles, <laughs> uh, 32 sacks, two forced fumbles, two interceptions. And J.R. Reed of Georgia, 54 total tackles, 29 solo, half a sack, one forced fumble, and one interception. Um, I'm gonna go with a guy you didn't name. He uh, okay. he was he led the country in interceptions. Is freshman at LSU. Can't think of his name right now. He got snubbed from the freshman of the year. Can't think of his name. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Can't think. Of his but name. uh, I think just the season he had, and he was the only freshman on the All American team. He was incredible, and he did a great night against John Ross and T Higgins. So I'm gonna have to go with him. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that kid's pretty good. He's probably my second, but I'm probably going with McKinney. I think he got robbed. Yeah, he had he had the most tackles, uh, most solo tackles on this list, at least. Uh, he had, I think, the most sacks, the most forced fumbles, and then maybe Todd for most interceptions. Just out of the guys on this list, that is. Um, mm-hmm. Which is all that really matters. Right. So uh, I'm going to go Xavier McKinney as well. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr., very good, though. Um, like I said, I stole this list. So, um, geez, that person me. didn't have Derek Stingley on the junior on there. He, they did not. Wow. Yeah, go go sacrifice him, not me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was uh, number twenty. So, Aaron, it's your turn for some questions. Why don't you give us your awards of the of the day? Oh, okay. Um. Okay, so I have the worst celebration. Mm. It's Gus Malzahn. Oh wow! Okay, the, the boom, little, <laughs> little boom. Uh, it's awful. Boom. It's terrible and it's cringy. <laughs> so you picked that one over the uh, over. Um, okay, so Miss the reason Don't why be. is just that one is just really cringy, and the old Miss peeing was just stupid, but it was very funny. <laughs> it, it was, was fun. very funny. It was just stupid. Wrong, wrong moment to do that. Very dumb, but very funny. It's a good celebration, just not good timing. Okay. Okay. So Gus Malzahn and Gus Malzahn's are. just extremely cringy. I'll say what I hate more than Gus Malzahn doing the the fist pump and the boom on the sideline is his tweets that are just yes. exclusively boom, and that's all he tweets all the time. It's uh, just makes me want to say boomer every time. It's just it's very cringy. Um. Guy most likely to order a Mike's Hard would be Kirby Smart. Now, just he just just he just yeah, looks. surprised you didn't say me. You're you you're a fan of, of Mike's Hard. Are you a little offended by the Lord? I love Mike's Hard. So I'm not offended because I don't drink. So I love Mike's Hard. I love lemonade. So he can make fun of me all he wants to. <laughs> so Kirby Smart most likely to order a Mike's Hard. Just just because if you were at a bar and you just looked over and see Kirby there. He, like, he's got to have a Mike's heart in his hand. Just look at him. 
goofy looking dude yeah okay uh coach most likely to wear axe even though they make millions of dollars so axe body spray yeah just axe body spray would be dan mullen he just looks like he's always in a hurry he's always got something to do and he just doesn't care and he just sprays axe body spray (laughs) it's just it's just dan mullen it's what he looks like man surely he doesn't I kind of like Dan, but he just he just kind of looks like that guy. We may need to tweet at him and ask him. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Aaron. Those are three solid awards there. Um, very prestigious. Congratulations to Kirby Smart, Gus Malzahn, Dan Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number 21. Back to the list. Linebacker of the year. We have Isaiah Simmons at Clemson. 104 total tackles, 67 solo, 7 sacks, 1 forced fumble, and 3 interceptions. Kenneth Murray at Oklahoma, 102 total tackles, 69 solo, nice, four sacks. And Zach Bond at Wisconsin, 76 total tackles, 53 solo, 12.5 sacks, two forced fumbles, one interception, and one touchdown. So Isaiah Simmons, Kenneth Murray, uh, and Zach Bond. Uh, Kenneth Murray, just to see what impact he made on Oklahoma's defense. And I know you didn't really see much against LSU, but, I mean, it was LSU, one of the best offenses we've ever seen. But I think just to see what he did throughout the season, it was incredible. He was all over the place. Yep, I'm going with him as well. I think I'm going to go Isaiah Simmons. I, I liked watching him this year. And um, he, those three interceptions were, you know, that's pretty impressive as well. So I'll go Isaiah Simmons, both of you guys, Kenneth and Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next yes. one, D lineman of the year. Of Derek Brown of Auburn, 55 total tackles, 33 solo, four sacks, two forced fumbles. Javon Kinlaw at South Carolina, 35 total tackles, 15 solo, six sacks. And Chase Young, Ohio State, 46 total tackles, 32 solo, 16.5 sacks, and six forced fumbles. It's Chase uh, Young. Right. Say, those, say those again. <laughs> Derek Brown, Javon Kinlaw, Chase Young. Oh, uh, of course, you know I'm going to go with Derek Brown. Dude was a beast. No, he was. He was the the star of that defense. That defense yeah, I think yeah. there almost needs to be two different awards for interior. And yeah, edge, and then and edge. outside. So, yeah, because yeah, that, that makes so the good. stats very different as well. Yeah. yeah. So and if you're if you're a, an exterior guy, you're going to rack up more sacks more easily. Yeah, I mean, Derek Brown's a beast, but Chase Young had a record breaking season with sacks. So. Well, how about we just we yeah. make it two awards? So we give. Derek Brown, uh, interior, best interior. Yeah, let's do that. Because I think we both agree that those two are the the stars of both of those classes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Best punter. Another one I just had to look up because I don't keep up with punters nationally. Dane Roy of Houston, fifty-four punts, forty-six point nine average, sixty-nine long, very nice. Max Duffy at Kentucky, 49 punts, 48.1 average, 70 long. Sterling Hoffricher at Syracuse, 69 punts, nice, 43.9 average, and 65 long. Oh, that was it? <laughs> yes. I didn't want to look up any more bars. <laughs> um. I'm pretty sure for this one, all I did was I looked up the three highest in the draft like projections and I just went with those three so there may have been underclassmen that was better I don't know <laughs> uh, I'll go with Kentucky's 
Right, he's SEC and he had the longest one, I think. That's what she said. Yes. Anyways. By one yard. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with him as well. Sure, me too. Max <laughs> Duffy, you are the winner of the best punter award. Way to go. All right. <laughs> best kicker, Rodrigo Blankenship of Georgia. He was very good. 27 to 33 field goals. That's a 77.8 uh, field goal percentage. Longest at 50. And he did not miss. An extra point, 46 of 46 for 127 total points. Keith Duncan, Iowa, 29 of 34 uh, field goals. He had an 85.3 field goal percentage. 49 was the long, and he was also perfect, 32 of 32 extra points for 119 points. And finally, Blake Mazza, or Mazza, however you say it, Washington State, 20 of 21 on the field goals, so nearly perfect on field goals, 95.2%. His longest was 51. Um, and he was 55 of 57 extra points for 115 points total. I'm giving this one to Rodrigo Blankenship at Georgia just because mm-hmm. I watched him the most, and he was very good. Go, go through the names again. Rodrigo Blankenship, Keith Duncan, and Blake Mazza. Mazza. Uh, you did have Andres Carlson on there? He's in the next <laughs> category. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, I'm going to go uh, Rodrigo as well. Yeah. Okay. Great. Worst kicker in state. <laughs> Well, look, you might have to throw uh, what's-his-name on there instead of Anders because Anders redeemed himself, so uh, what's-his-name for Alabama is going to be Oh, they're both in here. They're both contestants. Well, they're both in the state, so they're probably both going to be in this question. (laughs) I didn't look up UAB's kicker. I apologize. He's probably better than both of these guys. Joseph Bullivis of Alabama, 8-11 on field goals, (laughs) 72.7 field goal percentage, 40-30 long. 59 of 61 XP for a total of 83 points. And Anders Carlson uh, of Auburn, 18 of 25 field goals. 72 uh, field goal percentage, so actually worse than Bullivus. But his longest his uh, longest was quite almost, it was nine yards longer, 52 long. He only missed one extra point, 48 of 49, for a total of 102 points. So, yeah, I'm going to go Joseph Bullivus as well. Yep. I am too. Just because of Carlson's performance in the Iron Bowl. Yep. Even though before yep. that game he had missed five or six, there were five or six games in a row he had <laughs> yeah. missed at least one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and was he the one who ruined uh, Auburn's record? That's right. For he the, was. Yeah. He was. Well, he broke it, and then he ruined it. Right. And then he ruined it. Yeah. Yeah, because so, it mean, wasn't just him. Right. It's but, multiple guys. Yeah. It was yeah. A, so yeah. It was his. He really sucks, and a bunch of guys well, were really mad at him. He only had to yeah, get like brother. one or two to break the record. Right. I mean, it wasn't yeah. many. Something yeah, because like his brother, you know, was there all four years and had a great career, so. Yeah. Okay, so we all agree Joseph Bull of us on that one. Yep. Surprise Easily. player of the year. Joe Burrow, Bo Nix, Kyle Trask at Florida, Jawan Jennings, the Tennessee receiver, or Tanner Morgan, Minnesota's quarterback? Uh, Joe Burrow, easily. <laughs> yeah, it's Joe Burrow, but it, right behind it is Kyle Trask. The fact that that guy was behind uh, Felipe Franks is um, shocking. I'm going to yeah. go uh, number two. I'm going with Minnesota's quarterback. It does not surprise me in the least bit that someone was better than Felipe Franks. It surprises me that he wasn't but, out there then, you know, that Dan Mullen didn't make the I, best I, I said this for so long that, the like, how do they not have someone better? Like, I knew they had to have someone that was better than that guy. He sucks. He's awful. And, you know, maybe he can start at Kansas. Maybe. 
I mean, it sounds like he did something horrible to you. He's, He's just awful. Dog in this guy. It oh, blows man. my mind that they let that kid play for as long as they did. <laughs> Act like he just ate your last box of cinnamon toast crunch, and he's no, just he'd be dead. We don't, we <laughs> don't need to get on that. Yeah. Aaron's quite a fan of cinnamon toast crunch. Uh, not a good. Okay, cereal. we will be doing. I a love poll. cinnamon toast crunch. Yes. Um, hey, you're I'm a favorite. Yes, we will be doing a poll for the best cereal or your favorite, and uh, yeah, we'll get some Aaron. votes. I okay, never Aaron, eat cereal. I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, you are. You like? Yeah, I love toast cinnamon crunch? toast. Awesome. I love well, cinnamon toast. Yeah. I don't uh, I mind cinnamon toast crunch. Just because just... I don't usually eat breakfast. But if I was to pick a cereal, it would be cinnamon toast crunch. And I would love to hear what you you people think. So not, we will not be putting five. a poll up. Not top five. Not your top five? No. You're, Bro, you're crazy. Yeah. Adam, My, what's your I, top five? Uh, let me think here for a second. I really like chocolate cereals. I know that's not appealing to a lot of people. I love uh, Cocoa Puffs. Those are great. I'm going to say number one is Chocolate Lucky Charms. It's a bit of an oddball there, but I really like them. Okay. Uh, Everybody already knows your opinions are invalid, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say in no particular order, outside of that would be number one, Reese Puffs, uh, Fruity Pebbles, Cocoa Pebbles, and Rice Krispies. Are you like seven years old? <laughs> yes. My taste buds are at the very least. Okay. Anyways, um, just answer the poll and please don't make this idiot right. Please. Yeah, really. Uh, let's take them down. So, what's what should the question be exactly? Is is cinnamon toast crunch the best cereal, or should no. it be do you prefer is cinnamon it a toast top crunch five or cereal? should it be do you prefer we'll just, either cinnamon toast crunch or we'll chocolate just put Lucky which Charms? one is your favorite cereal and put the like the top five most popular. Okay, that sounds good. I'll do that. All right, we'll put that poll up after the episode. Have it ready for it next Sunday. Until then, uh, number twenty-seven, bust of the year. So these are all guys that was it was they're supposed to be great this year. They're you know it's supposed to be their year. Kellen Mond at Texas A&M. Kelly Bryant at Missouri, transferring from Clemson. Shea Patterson at Michigan, or Felipe Oof. Franks at Florida. Ooh. I was gonna say someone else uh, on this to put on this list, but uh, you, yeah, feel you free mentioned to add people. you mentioned uh, Shea Patterson, and that's probably gonna take the cake. Wow, I'm surprised didn't say Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks no, was supposed to be better. he sucked all the time. He's always sucked. Yeah, and I'll but get the on na- the soapbox um, again. He but the sucked. narrative, the narrative was that he was supposed to come back ready this year. That's what Dan yeah, would be amazing. Selling. He came back yeah. ready to. Never mind. I can't say that. Um, I'm gonna go Shea. Patterson. He really sucks. Yeah, yeah Shea Patterson Shea was Patterson. hyped up way too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, congratulations, Shea Patterson, bust of the year. You ended your career yeah. with an interception. <laughs> uh, after stopping the clock. <laughs> yeah, after, stop, after your goat stopped the clock for you, just so you could make that get that last pick in there. Yeah, I thought uh, he called a timeout. It turns out he actually um, spiked the ball, I believe. Oh, did he? I, yeah. I just knew they stopped yeah, the clock. They didn't. They didn't have any timeouts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they yeah. yeah. Good on them. They they, way, they took that they, much more they effort. Like an idiot, so. That took even yeah, more yeah. effort than calling timeouts. Yeah. Really. Yep. Good. All right. MVP. This is an easy one. All right. Joe Burrow. Yep. Yeah. Probably. So, but I'll just go ahead and go down them in case y'all want to make some arguments. Joe Burrow to uh, Chase Young, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. I think the only one you can make an argument for is Chase Young. 
I, mean, uh, I guess. I think the only one you can make an argument for is Tua just because of the difference. Like, uh, even I thought Mac was going to be able to uh, uphold our offense pretty well, and he did, but um, he's not He's not Tua. We were quite different. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State's defense was good even without Chase yeah, so, so what I'm saying is MVP, if you just have a team of bunch of idiots and you need one guy... <laughs> I guess I'd say probably, yeah, I mean, it's Joe Burrow, right? Yeah. Maybe probably. Yeah. Okay, so uh, most entertaining regular game. So we have the Auburn-Oregon game. Auburn won 27-21. It's the season opener for the Tigers. LSU-Texas, 45-38. to That was a close one. What, uh, but you said, I, I blanked out for a second. What did you say? So the first one was Auburn-Oregon. Oh, this is the no, most entertaining the, regular this season whole game. Award? Most entertaining regular season game. Sorry, go. Uh, Auburn, Oregon, LSU, Texas, UCF, Cincinnati. Cincinnati won 27-24. That's just always fun to see UCF lose. South Carolina beating Georgia at home, 30-27. LSU uh, and Alabama. LSU beating Alabama at home, 46-41, breaking the streak. Or the Iron Bowl, Auburn winning 48-45, and a close one over Alabama. Uh, I gotta go Iron Bowl, just because how crazy that game was. I think yeah. I agree. That one was the the most entertaining for sure, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Iron Bowl and then Texas LSU next. Yep. Um, and then probably the Alabama LSU game, uh, only because you know LSU was up on us for a while until it got close, and the Texas LSU game and the Iron Bowl were close the whole time. So. Yeah. Just going back and forth and back and forth. So, probably the Iron Bowl. Yeah. All right, question number 30. Most entertaining bowl game. We had the Belt Bowl. Kentucky won 37-30 over Virginia Tech. We all, had a, we all had a pretty fun time watching that one at the beach. Yeah. Rose Bowl, where Oregon beat Wisconsin 28-27. to It was a very good game. Yes, it was. Yeah, we we kinda, and we missed it. Yep. Yeah, we missed the second half. Yeah. <laughs> the Gator Bowl. Uh, where Tennessee came back to beat Indiana 23-22. The Hawaii Bowl, always on Christmas Eve, it seems, um, where Hawaii beat BYU 38-34. The Fiesta Bowl, uh, where Clemson beat Ohio State 29-23. Or the National Championship, um, LSU won in 42-25. I'm going to say the Belt Bowl, just because of all the beef going into the game, yeah. the fights breaking out before it. I think it was just kind of entertaining to watch that, and the game was pretty good, so I agree. I'd say that game. I agree. That one's my number one as well. Um, I said before bowl season that I, this was the only game that I was really just excited for, even though it sounded really weird, and it turned out to be an incredible game, and so I'm going with uh, the Tennessee-Indiana uh, yeah, yeah. game. Yeah, the Gator Bowl. Yeah. It was very yeah. good. Yeah. Very good game. That was comeback was fun to watch. Yeah. Okay, Justin, that was question 30, so it's time for your three awards. All righty, are y'all ready? I can't wait. Okay, so you, you might need to look up these guys because you might not know them. <laughs> I, got, I got my geek board ready. All right, so for our first award, we have Best Calves. <laughs> and that... <laughs> best Calves on your legs. Yep. So when, when I first to... told when I first told Justin on the phone, I was like, "Hey, we're gonna each have three awards ready." He said, "Oh, easy, best calves immediately." <laughs> I, I, really, I was there and heard it, and 
he said, oh, you mean like uh, best calves? And there, wa- there wasn't even an uh in there. That was just me. It was just immediate. The weirdest thing I've ever heard that fast. Okay, I got it here. It's a coach at Pitt. Pat it's a coach? Narduzzi. Yes. What's his the name? The coach. Pat Narduzzi. These casts are beautiful. Check them out. I'm searching them right now. Everyone, please yeah. look up Pat Narduzzi. This is an older There's older even gentleman. articles. There's articles about his calves. No way. Is there really? Yep. Yep. All right. Let me see here. Pat. Like, here's what the title of the article says. Pat oh, my Narduzzi's goodness. Those calves. are some calves. Yeah. <laughs> There's see? an article That's about ca- Pitt's fall yep. camp, and it's a picture of it's his ca- calves. It's called, yeah, there's an article called Pat Narduzzi's Cast are the Stuff of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. All right. Well, congratulations to Pat Narduzzi congratulations. on having the most beautiful calves in college football. All right. So Our second weird. award is my, actually, best. Go ahead. Well, my uh, defensive uh, line coach, well, he was a defensive coordinator in high school, uh, had huge calves. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, this yeah, is very so. weird, and um, but it, yeah, we used to talk about that all the time. So uh, shout out yeah, to see. Coach Rouse. Uh, he had massive cow calves. It was crazy. All right, um, our second award is the best mustache in college football. Okay, and this goes to Aaron Feld, a strength and conditioning coach at Oregon. So look him up. It's a beautiful mustache. Oh my goodness, that's a that's a 1920s mustache. What's it? What's yeah. his name? Aaron Feld. <laughs> I mean, it's got the, it's got like the uh, the curled tips at the end. That's amazing. That's a good mustache. Yeah, very good mustache. It's not creepy. It's very professional. I like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this picture of him, he's. <laughs> He's got boxing gloves he on. Looks and he, psycho. He's got boxing yeah. gloves on, and he's punching a Oregon running back as they're running the ball. I don't know what's happening. Hey, his arms those are strength huge. and conditioning coaches are nuts. So, oh, he arms played at Georgia, time. or no? He was he yeah, was he was an assistant. He was the Georgia, coach. yeah, there, jacked. and then he went to Oregon. Yeah, he's jacked, and he looks like a straight psycho. I want to play yep. for this guy. It's awesome. I would definitely want to play right. for this guy, but I also would be scared that he would ask me to help hide a body one day. I'd be scared he'd steal my <laughs> wife or anything. Oh my gosh. Alright, well, let's move on. Um, so our next award is the football player that most looks like a cartoon character. And that one has to go to Joe Burrow, who looks like Beavis. So, go ahead and look that up. He looks just like Beavis. Yeah, it does look a little bit like Beavis off Beavis and Butthead. It's pretty... Pretty so good. you're you're welcome, America, for these three amazing awards. <laughs> All right, and that brings us to our last award of the day: most unbelievable event. So here's all the contestants. There's a few of them: Joe Burrow winning the Heisman. Nobody in a million years thought that was going to happen. Yeah. Alabama losing two regular season games and missing the last college football playoff top ten. That came out before the bowl games, obviously. Texas going eight and five after uh, being back supposedly. Georgia losing to South Carolina at home. Clemson going undefeated for two regular seasons in a row. 
Michigan missing another 10-win season. Neither Tua or Trevor Lawrence finishing as a Heisman finalist. Or Auburn's offense looking as bad as it did with Gus finally back calling the play. Uh, that's not surprising. If so. you would have told me that Joe Burrow won the Heisman, I would have said you are crazy. If you would have told me that Tua and uh, what's-his-face wasn't even Trevor. a candidate, that would be crazy. And if you would have told me this Alabama team, after losing to Clemson, uh, looked like one of the best Alabama, one of the best Alabama teams ever, like the talent they had everywhere, would come back and then lose two games, I would have thought you were crazy as well. But since you can put some reason on it and they got hurt and injuries and all that crap, then it's between – it's probably still Joe Burrow. Like, that's just crazy. Can't yeah, believe that kid won it because he did not look too. anything special last year. Absolutely Yeah. Not. But yeah. It's, it's very I'm, crazy that Tua and Trevor wasn't even a candidate this year. Yeah, yeah. no. Right now I'm between Joe Burrow and then just the fact that South Carolina beat Georgia on the road knowing that South Carolina is a gosh-awful team. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd probably have to say Joe Burrow just because I remember I was dogging him so much because I never saw anything impressive about him last year. Yeah. So, yeah, never in my life would I be saying, oh, yeah, Joe Burrow won the Heisman. So. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we all agree on that one then. So congratulations to all this year's winners. I had a lot of fun doing this. We're going to do it every year. It'll be a tradition after the National Championship. But uh, until then, how about we get into a little mismanagers? Um, did you grab anything when you walked out the door? I nothing but two Tortino's pizza out of the refrigerator and my doggy, and we left. I just kept hearing it. I'm ducking and everything. God, in the house, I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Here's like an actual customer out here. Uh, what's, uh, what's the best kind of firework to buy? Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? And now, it's time for mismanagers. So I've got a few good stories. Last, year, last week was a very good week for mismanagers. This week, pretty good. Uh, pretty good one as well. So I'm going to start out with a story coming from WHNT 19 News. California couple left bikes in yard to lure thieves, beat them with bats, and post videos to YouTube. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so this California couple, I guess they knew there were bike thieves around. They left bikes in their yard to get stolen. When, when when the bike thieves came up, they took out baseball bats and beat them. They were just trying oh to beat somebody with Gosh. You can watch the video on That's... YouTube. Uh, this is the article. Police arrested a man and woman yesterday who they say left a bicycle unattended in the front yard of their California home, then attacked would-be thieves who tried to steal it with baseball bats and posted videos of the assault to YouTube in recent months. Uh, Vizela residence Corey Cornut 25 and Savannah Grillet, 29, were arrested on suspicion of assault with a deadly weapon and conspiracy in connection with a series of at least four beatings which took place Jeez. between July and November near their home. So they, they, they do this pretty often. I'm on their side. <laughs> the police said, in the videos, it appears as if the, subject, the suspects planted a bicycle in the front yard of the residence, unsecured, and waiting, waited for someone to try and steal their bicycle. 
Once someone tried to steal the bike, the suspects would rush them from the house and assault the individual with a baseball bat. The four victims identified in the investigation <laughs> suffered injuries described as not life-threatening. So they didn't beat them to death or anything. They just said, well, there's some jerks out in this world. Let's expose them and let's let's do some damage. Good on them. That's right. Yeah, good on them. It's a, it's a neat date idea, if nothing else, if you got nothing going a on. A neat date idea. Psycho. I don't know about that, but sure, I don't care. They didn't kill him. <laughs> the next one comes true. They deserve to get a few ribs broke. <laughs> Not life-threatening, so they're going to be okay. They just have Good. to live with, with the memory. <laughs> Good. That's the point. They learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> I would say they probably did. This one comes from the New York Post. Kansas man wants to settle ugly custody battle with trial by combat with Japanese swords. What? <laughs> a Kansas man has thrown down the gauntlet to his ex-wife and her attorney, seeking court permission to settle their child custody case, quote, on the field of battle. <laughs> Sword fight. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> David Ostrom, 40. Claims in court papers that ex-wife Bridget Ostrom, 38, and her attorney, Matthew Hudson, have already, quote, destroyed him legally in their ongoing legal battle in her hometown in Iowa. This is, uh, <laughs> this is from what the guy said. I, I now wish to give them the chance to meet me on the field of battle, where I will rend their souls from their bodies. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't imagine why she handed him the divorce papers and took the kids. Yeah, really. I can't imagine why she won. <laughs> he asked the judge he asked the judge for a three month delay so he could obtain Japanese samurai swords ready for his planned combat. <laughs> Ashram of Paola said he got the idea after seeing the New York case of Richard Luthman the Staten Island attorney who also sought trial by combat to settle a beef with another lawyer and his clients. What? So this has happened before? I guess. Jeez. To this day, trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in these United States, Ostrom argued in court records, adding that it was used, quote, as recently as 1818 in British court. As recently as 1818. <laughs> Bro, that's 200 years ago. <laughs> he told the Desmond Register that his wife could choose her attorney as her, quote, champion to stand in, her for, in for her battle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think I've met Mr. Hudson, Mr. Hudson's absurdity with my own absurdity, he told the paper. If Mr. Hudson is willing to do it, I will meet him. I don't think he has the guts to do it. So the attorney is challenging him, saying, I'm ready if you are. Okay, Hudson, that's, that's, I'm staying out of Kansas and Iowa. I tell you what, those people are freaking crazy. If he's crazy, crazy. enough to actually offer that, he's crazy enough to do it. Hudson referred to himself as the, the quote, potential combatant in his own cheeky legal response filed in Shelby County District Court. Although See, the respondent and potential camp combatant do have souls to be rendered, they respectfully request that the court not order this done, Hudson wrote, according to the reports. He noted that the, quote, potentially life-ending ramifications of a duel surely outweigh their fight over property tax and custody issues. Can you see... I mean, it's like we take one step forward, and then what if they agree? They're like, okay, you can have the duel. Then we take like five million steps backwards to where we have duels again. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Judge that Greg, would be cool. Judge Greg Dresmeyer wasn't amused. 
Until the, until the proper procedural steps to initiate a court proceeding are followed, this court will take no further action concerning any motion, objection, or petition filed by either party at this time, the judge ruled. So, he may, if he still has somewhat, a little bit of custody, he may have just bought himself some more time. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't Wait, know. So, they actually granted him more time? I know, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they just, like, said that they're not doing any more with this case for a while. He may have already lost wow. the kids at this point, but if not, he may have bought him some more time. Yeah. And then finally, <laughs> this comes from Toronto's son. Oh, this is going to be a doozy to read. Three-day erection. Man hospitalized oh, after God. taking Viagra for bulls. How bull. is this appropriate? He took Viagra made for bulls. Okay. Well, I guess you got to breed the bulls somehow. Reports of a man in Mexico being hospitalized recently after he purchased a sexual stimulant used for breeding animals is... Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, they put... <laughs> okay, I... Oh, I can't read this part. It's... I mean, I guess I can. If it, It's taken in the context of, of a chip, a rooster, and a bull. They're using a pun. They said... Used for breeding animals is no cock and bull story. (laughs) (laughs) In another sense, it definitely can be described as such. A man seeking to have to have sex, a man seeking to have sex, sought treatment for an erection that lasted three days after he ingested a drug used to stimulate bulls for insemination. The unidentified man who brought the drug used by farmers for cattle breeding purposes. Checked himself into a hospital in Reynosa at the U.S.-Mexico border, where he underwent an operation to alleviate the uh, erection. A man told doctors he took the Viagra for bulls because he planned to have a sexual, sec- a successful sexual encounter with a 30-year-old woman. There was oh no gosh. word if the surgery was success, so he didn't get to have the encounter. Well, was he successful? He was oh, not. That's, that's a shame. Sorry, Bucko. Could you could you imagine having an erection for three straight days? It took a surgery. He had to have a surgery. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're gonna close yes. out the show with. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know what else we can really talk about that without getting yeah too uh, too explicit. But yeah, that, also, that sucks. I don't know what else I to even tell know. you. I'm really sorry. I didn't even know they had this kind of stuff for animals. Man, I guess yeah, that's crazy. I didn't either, but it really makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, because people make a lot of money yeah. off of, off of that. So they do. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> Justin, I thought you bring us home. All right, let me pull up uh, the my uh, timeline. Yeah, my. Uh, okay, Ugh. guys. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate all that you do. You're amazing listeners. We love you. I hope you've had a great time this season and you enjoyed this award show. Uh, we didn't have any sponsors. I'm kind of disappointed in the sponsors. You know, maybe you should sponsor us more. It's not their fault. I, so. I literally have not went and asked them. I'm sure well, I'm some just, of them will agree to do it again. I just got to go and ask them. So blame well, it on I'm, me. I'm very them. disappointed in you. Yeah, I'm disappointed. That's fair. Um, our website is thegamemanagers.com. Easy access to the uh, podcast, to articles, to links, great stuff. Yeah, Videos. Stuff. Uh, find us on social media at TGM Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can email us at Game Managers Pod at gmail.com. Also, we're on YouTube. 
Uh, Nick's uploading some funny little cartoon videos on some coaches. You should go watch them. Um, we're on Patreon. If you want to send us, well, you can't send us anything. You can send us a good review on Patreon, probably. I have no idea. You can send money. Uh, but you can we send have us money on Patreon. Yeah, send us some money. Yeah. Uh, we have some funny uh, game videos on there. You should check them out. Subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Just, I mean, we always post amazing things. You know, we keep you in the loop. Listen to us talk about things in the now. In the That's now. <laughs> Really quickly, uh, I'm going to interrupt you. Also, um, this episode is an exception. It was very long. It was the award show. But um, starting next week, we will keep doing this show uh, throughout the off season. It's going to do a lot of basketball, baseball stuff. But also, we're just going to do a lot of just talking and, and, and hanging out and stuff. So it'll be shorter episodes, um, which ho- hopefully people will like. Um, and so we're going to do that and uh, a lot of discussions, some some fun arguments and stuff coming up. So, yeah, so keep tuning if- in. If you only like listening to the football stuff, you might want to go ahead and tune out until No, nope, not what I need to do. <laughs> tuned in. We're still going to talk about so, football stuff, too. Oh, my God. I just want to, for, just want to forewarn y'all, okay? Not true. Um, leave, we'll still probably talk about more football than basketball pro- and baseball. Probably. But, you know, there won't be football going on, so if you... Don't Still have the Super Bowl. Hey, the XFL, baby. It's coming. XFL? We all got to pick our teams. We do all need to okay. pick different teams and root for them. Uh, oh, I right. got the right. Seattle well, Dragons. I've got whichever okay, one is somewhere else. Whichever one has the best yeah, uniforms. I'd... Yeah, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Um, subscribe for future comment, uh, content. Leave a nice review so we can feel happy about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then we got T-shirts and T-Public. It is the amazing. only thing that gives us any kind of endorsements at this point is getting yes, reviews. It's your good reviews. We're all very, re- very down. So it's the, it's the only yeah. thing that keeps us moving every day are those reviews. So please yeah, don't the stop. Reason, the only reason I ever wake up in the morning is because I know we have a couple of good reviews. <laughs> And so that inspires me to acquire more good reviews. Yeah. Um, giveaways, we'll start doing those again. Look out for those. Amazing stuff. You'll uh, be thanking us later for those giveaways. Yeah. Trivia may and be back as soon have... as next week. It's definitely coming, I mean, I'd it's really coming hope, very soon. I would really hope you'd shut up and let me do this. I'm just trying to give some context. You know. okay. <laughs> just say it after I'm done. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. And that's all I, I have to say. Think Thank you're you. You're gonna get done. That's the point. <laughs> I was trying to be quick, but Nick interrupted me Bro, twice. Bro, it's been fourteen or four minutes. Four, four minutes, minutes has been my quickest bye. one yet. <laughs> all right, that's all right, the show, uh, guys. Yep. Have a great week, War Eagle. Anyways, Aaron, I don't care about you. Peace. Adios. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>